0: Hey, what's up y'all? Welcome into today's episode of Forte Catholic. I am back after a week at Life Teen cl- Camp over in Georgia. It was a blast, but we will talk about that Next week, this week's episode that you are going to be listening to today was pre recorded before I left for camp for a couple reasons. One, we always record a week early, and I was going to be gone, so it's very difficult to record out in the middle of the woods. Uh, And also, uh, keep live in your prayers. She actually goes into a major surgery. The day that this releases so uh, she wanted to make sure to get another episode uh, out for you guys before uh, she went into that surgery so keep her in your prayers it's going to be uh, a while until she's back she's um, got a lot of recovery to do um, if you've been along in her weight loss journey that we're getting into the to the final parts of that and it's exciting for her Uh, but she was great on today's episode. We also have two very special guests today. We get into a debate, which is something that we don't do often here on this show. Uh, we had Caitlin Fachista with T with Tolkien and David Bates from, uh, from the C.S. Lewis podcast, Pints with Jack. And they debated who is better once and for all, C.S. Lewis or J.R.R.R.R.R.R.R. Tolkien. Today's episode is great. I know that you guys will enjoy it. Again, just remember to keep live in your prayers. Also, hit the subscribe button. I know that live would appreciate that. Pray for live and also hit the subscribe button. We out here hustling, baby. Enjoy today's show. What's up? And welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor rule and I've been saying for a long time that that is Olivia Newton-John, and none of you people believe me, and we got confirmation just a couple of weeks ago when our good friend Olivia Newton-John Harrison uh, went, you know, to her weekly trip to Disney World. <laughs> 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 weekly true. you're not wrong it's I've gone I, a lot during the it's closer pandemic. to weekly than yearly so uh, i guess i could have done monthly but you know, monthly is probably you the could've... closest to true of all of the timings <laughs> <laughs> i would argue with you but yeah you're right uh, well you, nobody <laughs> is surprised that you would argue with me <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> about literally anything but anything you brought me confirmation that you indeed are olivia newton john uh, tell us
1: that i story. am I'm as famous as you say I am, and I look as good in a leotard as you would. Hope. I am as <laughs> you say differ. I am. <laughs> You're hilarious. I'm in Universal Studios, and z- my son—I w- I took my 18-year-old, and um, he graduated from high school. It's just a mom and son trip, you know, your dream, <laughs> every 18-year-old guy's dream to go on a trip with their mom. Right. And we're at Universal Studios, and they have stars on the ground, like they do. What is that? Like Hollywood, you know, like the yep. Walk of Whatever, yep. the Hall of Fame. I don't know what it's called. I do like that you,
0: you always think that you're in competition with with our other co- female co host, Allison Sullivan. And oh the last God. episode she was on, we talked about her actually going to actual Hollywood and like she? getting an agent and all of these things. Yes. And now you're like, I am actually inferior. I went to the <laughs> fake Hollywood. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just wanted to confirm that for everybody in case anyone was confused. I am inferior to Alison Sullivan. <laughs> we did it. We broke we, you early. Uh, that's it. That's all I wanted to come on and say. <laughs> I've known since I was in high school. Uh, that's um, a lie.
0: We also know that you very rarely have less than two minutes of something to say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: True. And now on to what I really want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I found Olivia Newton-John, which I wasn't looking at all for the stars. So we were actually waiting for the new born supreme i don't know what that born movie like they have a new stunt show at universal we were waiting in line and there was the olivia newton john star and i thought my good friend taylor <laughs> would love a picture of this i <laughs> so did I it, it made me I so know. happy and also it was really it was fun like, oh of
0: course she's there again like i didn't know uh <laughs> Also, I find it odd that there's a new born anything because the last born movie came out 15 years ago.
1: <laughs> Isn't that weird? We were like, they do know that, right? Like they have calendars at Universal, but apparently somebody thought it actually, to be honest, it was a great show. It was a great stunt show, but um, it was weird because it was like, this is so old, but that's like Avatar at Disney. They brought that whole land pandora at disney and that was like
0: 38 years ago well, they're, so whatever I mean, they're, what do they're I at least coming out with new ones of those i mean possibly soon i mean that's well, they the keep plan, saying it yeah. they keep saying
1: it i don't know yeah but it was it was a great show i'll let you know next week when i'm there um <laughs> right yeah
0: exactly
1: exactly but i was thinking of you when i saw my star <laughs>
0: You in Florida, s- you sent me that picture, uh, which I loved, and then you sent me another picture where you were wearing a Forte Catholic hat, and I was like, "How I dare was. you make me look that bad in public?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't ever make you happy. I thought you'd be thrilled that I wore Forte Catholic
0: no, all day. I re- I really was. Like, it, it's it's amazing that like you know, uh, the marketing for Forte Catholic reaches Universal Studios every month. Like, it's just really <laughs> impressive. <laughs>
1: Right, I'm working that street hard. Like I, okay, wait.
0: Well, yeah, there it is. There it is. You broke your record last month with, uh, you know, ruining the show within 40 seconds. It took you 10 times as long this week with four minutes. Because I'm not feeling so great today, I'm off.
1: (laughs) I'm not. But I also, I also um, had Zach wear it. He loves that hat. So Zach, my son, who's 18, he wore it a lot in Florida. So we were promoting Forte Catholic because we all know I'm the biggest fan of Forte Catholic. So I wanted to wear the merch. That's what I did. And then I made my own own merch. I had somebody in Universal use spray paint to make, or airbrushing, airbrushing, to make some stuff, some swag for me. I'm not cool like you. You have, like, legit merch. And I had to, like, <laughs> yeah. get some sad kiosk.
0: W- <laughs> so will you make like, this shirt with my name on it so that I can wear it here and no one else can wear it?
1: <laughs> I should. <laughs> So I can't sell this at all right, and look exactly. like I live in 1988? Uh, it, yes. It
0: makes, makes sense with your business plan of trying to never make any money ever.
1: <laughs> so. I just like to spend money. Haven't we already like, established <laughs> That's this? That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, your, it's, what it, it's what you're known for. It's, uh, <laughs> it's what I'm known you know, for. Back, there we Back go. when I was a kid, there was that show, Win Ben Stein's Money. And your never whole tried. life is Spend Nathan's Money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See? I tell him all the time I'm the worst client he has. You're right? <laughs> because yeah, he's a financial advisor. Right. I'm yeah. like, "Do you even know how awesome your life would be if I wasn't here?"
0: It is kind of <laughs> wild that his whole job is to tell other people what to do with their money and he has no control over his own because of you. <laughs>
1: I know. I've, this poor guy. I've had him wrapped around my finger since we were sixteen. Oh, so <laughs> poor. He should have met more people, but I snagged him up really young. <laughs> so everyone's like, "Wow, this sounds really terrible about their marriage, guys." It's a
0: joke. <laughs> Your marriage is a joke. I agree.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: don't say that.
0: Nathan is awesome. All right. Speaking of jokes, I want to I want to start today's yeah. show off with. There's there's been like you know usually for the show we have like here is segment one, here is segment two, here is segment three. And there's usually like three very clear topics for the show, right? And like, you could yeah. see it. Like when you click on the YouTube video or on the podcast, like you see it. It's like this topic, this topic, and this topic with Liv Harrison. This topic, that topic, and that topic with Father Father Anthony. You know, like whatever it is, like there's usually those three. And I, I like that. I like to have like three clear cut segments so that people can, like, especially on YouTube. Like you if you don't want to hear about you know, like this one is probably going to be labeled random memes or live ruins Universal Studios like or something like that. Like if you're not interested in that, you can just click forward to the next thing where I have a guest and Liv isn't here. Like, that's true about this episode. So you're like, so excited. Yeah. So I get a break in the middle of the show. It's amazing. So, like, you can skip forward and that sort of thing. Well every now and then we have to do kind of a catch-all segment and that's what this is know something along the lines of like random things from the internet that Taylor found fascinating over the last month that's where we're at right now. So, I have already reacted to these things. If you follow on social media, at Taylor Stroll on Instagram or Twitter, most likely you have seen some of these. Um, So, you'll get, like, more of my actual insights than just, like, a, you know, Instagram story. Uh, And you'll get Liv's insights, which no one asked or cared about, but that's what we're doing here. (laughs) (laughs) But but also, if you don't follow on social media or you miss these because you're not tuning into everything that we do, shock, uh, I don't know why you (laughs) would live your life like that, but Here's what we're doing. So I, I want to. I'm gonna go through. It's m- mostly memes or uh, some funny stuff, and then some more like serious, serious things. So I'm gonna see live what you think about these things. So okay, uh, did you watch? Did you watch The Mandalorian, the TV show? I haven't. Oh man, are uh, you shocked? You need to skip one of your universal trips one month and just watch the Mandalorian. it'll be way cheaper and just as enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> that's true it comes through my television right. okay yes exactly so no,
1: i i need to okay it's on my list
0: so you know baby yoda like everybody knows yes. baby yoda right and all yes we found out his name's grogu later on well at, at oh. one of the one of the famous moments in the in the series is when he's like throwing up he's a baby he's a 50 year old baby which you know you're getting pretty (laughs) close to Uh, but he's he's a baby and so he throws up so it's a gif of of Grogu throwing up and and the caption is when i hear somebody say quote daddy god have you ever heard somebody say that like in prayer where they they refer to God oh, as Daddy yes. or, or or Papa? Yes, Daddy's the weirdest. They say
1: Abba, like Abba means Daddy or whatever, right? Isn't that why people
0: it, it, say that? Abba means so. It, it, yeah, it it can be. It's like a, uh, uh, like a more friendly use of the word Father. So I would say it means more more close to Dad, right? Like I've never called my okay. Dad Daddy, you know, but I'm not gonna call him Father either. Right. So, Father. So, so I'm, I call him dad. Right. Like that's like the like I'm close. So to you're you. saying it's casual, but we're making it sound
1: ridiculously casual. In- insanely like, casual. Right. So like an infant. I don't like when grown people say daddy. Like, is that what we're saying? Are we agreeing on this right now? There are certain
0: situations where I'd be OK with it, but in prayer, definitely not OK. Taylor. Shroll. <laughs> Taylor. What? I didn't say anything. <laughs> You
1: mean your children. Yes, yeah, I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just, But I, in prayer, I would never say daddy. I, I never would.
0: I, n- I never even say dad. Like, it's God is father. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, God is <laughs> yeah. father, son, yeah. Holy Spirit, Jesus. Yes. I never, I, to be fair, in prayer, I never say son. I say father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Even oh, like yeah, with no, the Holy Spirit, I'm like, yeah. dove of goodness. Like, I would never say something stupid like that, you know? <laughs> like, it's pretty, it's pretty
1: like. You never say Emmanuel. You're never like, you know, great counselor. Yeah, I you mean, don't say these other words. I mean, for
0: him. every every Sunday of Advent, I say Emmanuel. But other than that, <laughs> no, not
1: like, in your personal prayer life. What's up, Maddie? How you doing? <laughs> you know, like that's not. No, I agree with you. There should be a formality. I mean, this is this is the creator of the entire universe. I don't think this is where we just like kind of like you know get all in there and call well first of all that creeps me out when people say daddy yeah. <laughs> especially in prayer I can't do it no I'm with you it's gross we agree Good. we totally agree this uh, should be a new game this, yeah. what do Taylor and Liv agree on <laughs> yeah. this is write it down uh, one of the things
0: maybe that's what this segment is going to end up being called because <laughs> it'll be so rare people will actually tune in and be like wow they agreed on something because every other episode is just Liv disagreeing this one was that's
1: it it's just me it's just me disagreeing that's true
0: this one was really cute um, I know okay. that you've seen another dis- Disney property, but with, like, you know, the Marvel stuff. I know that you're a big Marvel fan. Marvel. Yes. So, um, you know, Tony Stark, one of his big mistakes was creating Ultron. It was the second Avengers movie where one right. of his quotes was, I'm going to put a shield of armor around the world. Like he was trying to his intentions were good. He's trying to say, like, we don't at some point he's, he's trying to put the Avengers out of a job like where they don't even right. need to be needed, where they're just we're just so protected from everything outside the world. Um obviously he he failed and the Avengers had to keep going. Like he failed at that, at that thing, right? The, the, it didn't right. work. Um, you know, Thanos still got through the earth, you know, like th- there wasn't, right. but.
1: There were more movies after. Right, exactly. So. The Marvel <laughs> Cinematic you know, Universe did end in
0: 2010 or whatever that movie came right. out. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's a, it's a meme or not, I guess not a meme, Just a collection of photos more like. It says Tony okay. Stark couldn't put a suit of armor around the world so he put a suit of armor around his world and then it's a picture of like all the people that had like spider-man who who gave an iron suit uh his wife his kid um you you know like uh iron patriot like all these guys where uh, guys and gals that he just absolutely cared for, and even though he he couldn't he couldn't protect the whole world, but he protected his world. And I was just like, oh, I'm gonna go cry now. You know, like <laughs> rip out your heart. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. like
1: oh my god. Are you trying to say that you put armor around me and Allison and Sam and
0: your kids and I don't know your parents. Sam and my kids for sure. I have to put armor on before <laughs> I talk to you. <laughs> Blevins, uh, the The breast, breastplate of righteousness, the girdle of truth, or whatever those things are. That's what the I have to do be before. <laughs> Here's your girdle
1: of truth. <laughs> yeah. Can I do the baby Yoda throwing up now? Yeah, exactly.
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, like, That's another word, too, where it's like, gird your loins. And I'm like, no. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: Don't talk about girdling or loins right, exactly. or together in a sentence. Uh, like, we need to let that go. <laughs> it's scripture. We have
0: to talk yeah. about it at some point.
1: I mean, I feel like we could re... I'm, with that, no, I was about to say we could rewrite scripture, and I don't mean it that way.
0: <laughs> we could just rewrite scripture. <laughs> Retranslate it. Yeah, there
1: you go. <laughs> to be more modern. Daddy God. But it. yeah, I'm with you. That is that is so sweet. And you actually remind me a lot of Iron Man, but don't tell anybody. Oh, that's... I. I like that
0: a lot uh, because it might
1: be the greatest compliment I've ever. Given I am you. the <laughs>
0: poor version of Iron Man.
1: We all are. No, <laughs> no one is Tony no, Stark. You're not. <laughs> We've As already talked to you from this. my penthouse. Oh my gosh! In your husband sky. would be
0: Tony Stark if you didn't spend all his money. <laughs> True. <laughs> Y'all all know Taylor's kidding, right? People are like, "What does I'm Nathan not do?" Kidding. I'm not at all. God um,
1: bless America. But you do. You remind me of Tony Stark. There's a heart in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it it just takes 12 years to figure it out. <laughs> right. It glows every now right. and then. <laughs> um, I saw this one. This is a real story. It's a picture that terrified me. Uh, it terrified and, like, I am I'm amazingly impressed by this and also think... It might be the end of the world coming soon. Which, stay tuned. We'll be talking about <laughs> in our in our final segment. This here is today. an
1: upper of an episode, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> uh, Dubai, the city of Dubai, which is in which country, L- Olivia?
1: Oh, that's adorable. Um, I'm going to say Saudi Arabia. Uh,
0: very close, as in you got the right planet. Uh, so...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could have said Germany and had uh, no worse, I mean, it's colder. in the East.
0: Mideast. Uh, Germany is both colder Qatar. and further Qatar Is it in away. Qatar? Uh, no, but I'm really impressed that you said that, right? it's because of nathan he tries to make a lot of people say that it's cutter uh people from there but you know whatever uh dubai is causing artificial rainstorms to fight extreme heat so is that true yes this is a real thing that has happened like it sounds like something out of a marvel movie but yeah it was like there was a drought in dubai and they were like yeah we're gonna send these things up (gasps) in the clouds and cause it to rain no, it's unbelievable. People are controlling, okay. controlling, the weather. That is absolutely a sign that the
1: end is coming. <laughs> I mean, the, wait, where's Dubai though? Where is it? Uh, close to Lake Jackson, Texas. I'm just kidding. It's in okay, India. Okay, never mind. I'll look it up later. No, you won't. Um, that's actually horrifying. Like, I am absolutely terrified that we can do that, or somebody on the planet can do that. That's like ridiculous. What I mean, what's the
0: line from? I think it's from Jurassic Park, where it's like. Everyone, all like we're talking about like science and 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 advancements and things. It's like um, we all we ever asked is could we do this, and no one ever stopped mm. to ask should we do should this, we? right? Yeah, because it's I, I agree because it's like you know short term, man. They just amazing. They just ended a a heat wave by making it rain. Uh, literally which is uh, opposite of what your husband does there's a different making it rain um but <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching your face and just your face reaction he's such a good guy i know and he go ahead i only do this because i know he listens to it he listens to this podcast he listens a thousand to your podcast times more than you do every
1: week every week even if i'm not on it oh, that's how much he listens i know you. i
0: get I'm i get uh text he's the
1: better half <laughs> you know he's the better half come on we all know this
0: um so yeah. But, yeah, even just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right, like in the short term is really good, but like long term, it's like, do we really want to be controlling the weather? It's like, How oh, enough. oh, uh, it's not Mother Nature anymore; it's Doug in a lab. You know, like oh, I'm not sure if we should. <laughs> yes, because a
1: guy in, in in Qatar is named Doug. It's, again, Dubai is not <laughs> but in Qatar. Dubai,
0: whatever. <laughs> Dubai Doug. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh.
3: Uh this one was I like good. One. This is a yeah. this is
0: a positive one. Uh Ooh. consider how precious a soul must be when both God and the devil are after it. It's Charles Spurgeon. Ooh.
1: That's deep. That's like that's really profound. But okay, wait a second. Does that mean all of us? I just thought about that. <laughs> it's like wait, that actually involves all of us, doesn't
0: it? Yes, even your soul is precious.
1: <laughs> Is being sought after by the devil and the god of the universe, who we do not call Daddy.
0: Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> let's let's close it out with. Um, there I'm I'm going through and I'm looking at like these old pictures and I see your 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 Olivia Newton-John star. <laughs> it's very good. It
1: really was a cute picture. It was fun. I was excited. I mean, what's so crazy? I mean, I don't even know how many stars are there at Universal. Just the fact that I happened to walk by that one, I just thought it was a little, little God wink, little daddy wink.
0: No, God, God, we got to get out of this. Um, we're going to close off with this one. And I think this one is is perfect for you. This is a okay. a perfect one for you to have seen. And I'm not sure if you saw it or not. Um, okay. But it's a, it's a sign, like a, like, a, like a literal sign. You know, like you put like... Uh, like outside of schools and stuff where like, I don't know, I, I did this. When I was in junior high, did you, were you ever the person that would, like, go outside and, like, have to change the letters for, like, what the sign says? I wanted says? to. Oh, I
1: wanted to so badly. It, it, I never fair. got chosen. It
0: is so painful. It's, like, you did oh. not miss out. Like, it felt like an honor. And then I went out there. Yeah. And it's in Texas. And it's 100 degrees. And, like, it takes forever to take the letters off, put the new letters on. And then I realized I spelled something wrong. And the principal yelled at me. <laughs> um, but this is one of those signs. Okay. It says, everything happens for a reason. You've heard that before, right? Like, you know, yeah. a lot of people oh, think it's from the Bible. 100% not from the Bible because it's dumb. This proves it. Everything happens for a reason. And sometimes the reason is that you're stupid and make bad decisions. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> I love that.
0: It's so great. Is that
1: one of those, is that one of the, um, what is the place in um, in Austin Qatar. that has the funny signs? <laughs> <laughs> guitar. you know the mexican like restaurant El, El Royo,
0: i think is what it's called yes or whatever it is yeah. is that
1: one of those i don't is that i don't perfect. think
0: so but it is it, well they need it something because like that
1: is a perfect sign for them Very no funny. oh my gosh i agree with that 100 percent.
0: all right well we'll close with that one i was gonna do a bernie sanders impression but i guess we'll uh we're out of time so uh whenever we come back from this uh thank god live won't be here uh we actually have two guests for this next one. We haven't had guests in so long. I'm starting to to, to start bringing them back. We had two this time two of my friends, David Bates uh, returning to the show after many years and Caitlin Fachista making her yearly appearance on the show. Who, what happens more? Caitlin coming on the show or you going to Universal? Um, but they're, they're coming back because we know Tea with Tolkien uh, uh, Caitlin is Tea with Tolkien and David uh, leads the Pints with Jack podcast about C.S. Lewis. So we are go- I, they are going to debate. I'm just sitting along for the ride. Uh, who is better? J.R.R. Tolkien or C.S. Lewis? Don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss this. Hello, you, dear listener. Fourth of Catholic is a non-profit organization. Everything that we do here is all for the glory of God. Well, that can't be the only th- reason that I'm doing this, because this is my job and my livelihood. And I need your help. Uh, At Catholic, we are not only trying to grow, but I am trying to feed my family. So if you care about either of those things, building up the kingdom or letting me feed my children, uh, we need your support at ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Uh, Monthly donors are literally our backbone, like how we are able to keep going, how I'm able to do all this work full time. Uh, So if you can give 10 bucks, 50 bucks, 25 bucks, 100 bucks, um, the average uh, the people that give is, is around that $50 to $100 a month, uh, and we need your help. We we really do. Times are tough. Uh, money is thin, and we love this work that we are able to do, and we need your help to continue it at ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Uh, if you want to give a one-time gift, that's also welcome as well. Helps us to, to keep things afloat. Helps us to upgrade things. That sort of thing. So uh, we we are a, a nonprofit. So it's tax deductible. So it's good in the uh, in the government's eyes. But it's also like you know tithing. Don't donate to the church. Um, so thank you guys in advance for that. Uh, for, and for all of you who have already supported, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. ForteCatholic.com slash donate Thanks. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and I am joined with two of my friends today. It's been a long time since we have had two guests at one time. Uh, and usually when we do two guests at one time, it is a friendly affair. But not today! Today we got, <laughs> we've got two frenemies on the show. David Bates of the Pints with Jack uh, pod- podcast, talking about CS uh, in, in the C.S. Lewis corner. And Caleb Fachista who is, you know, everybody knows there's tea with Tolkien, in the Tolkien corner. So we are going to decide once and for all today, who is better, Caitlin or David? I mean, Lewis <laughs> or Tolkien.
2: <laughs>
0: Welcome to both of you.
2: Thank you very much.
3: Thanks.
0: So, Happy to be here. Uh, good. I'm, just, I'm
2: hoping this will get personal really quickly.
3: I'm very it, nervous.
0: It, it will. <laughs> David, you said that you had some like planned barbs for Caitlyn, and Caitlyn's like, the sweetest human being in the world. So if you attack her too much, I'm just telling you that the audience will turn on you. So. I might
3: cry.
2: <laughs> the last thing that my wife said to me before I came into our wardrobe to record is, you're a good man. Try to remember that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We'll see if she still agrees after hearing. She'll, she's only going to hear a third of the conversation. We'll see if she still agrees with you by the end. Uh, but I, y'all have both been on the show before. Uh, Caitlin, more times and more often. I think we'll see why uh, after That's we get right. through, through this right. interview. Uh, and also, Caitlin, I have listened to every episode of your podcast,
3: And
0: and I have listened to every episode of David's podcast that he has paid me to edit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You listen to my podcast for free. I do. (laughs) That's so sweet.
2: I will actually say I have also listened to every episode of your podcast as well.
0: What? Wow. Mine or hers? (laughs) Oh, not yours. (laughs) Our our
2: relationship is established. We have to pay each other to listen to our (laughs)
0: stuff. 100%. Either with time or money or both so uh i I think i already said david's podcast pines with jack which i uh love to edit and produce and make david sound smarter than he actually is uh caitlin we haven't heard about your podcast yet tell us about it
3: yes well my podcast is called tea with tolkien and uh right now we are on a break for the summer but (laughs) i can't i just can't keep it up taylor i don't know how you do it Uh, i can't do an episode every week it's crazy um, but so we are going to be starting our Lord of the Rings book club in September. Um, and then sometimes I'll do an episode that kind of addresses like a topic related to Tolkien. Um, but right now we're focusing on the book club.
2: And I've been part of your Silmarillion book club. I read it for the first time this year. Yay!
3: Yay! I'm, that's like makes me so happy <laughs> to hear when people actually read it.
2: <laughs>
3: it's amazing. My wife
0: just finished it and she, she did it with like with the book club. I did not read it. I did the Cliff Notes version and just let you summarize it for me on the podcast and counted that as my reading, like I counted all of my Cliff Notes in high school as reading.
3: That's amazing to me. I am always so honored when my friends who don't really, they're not really into Tolkien, they listen to my podcast anyways. Like, it means so much to me. Well,
2: I would actually say the reverse. I am deeply hurt when close friends and family don't listen to my podcast.
0: (laughs) Well, welcome to my club, David. <laughs> All right, but enough about enough introductions. Let's get into it. This is our Tolkien versus Lewis debate. A friendly debate between people guys who, here's what I know, almost nothing. Uh I know that they were members of the Inklings, this group, like they were around each other a lot. Uh we're gonna go to Caitlin first. Do you think that the two people that we are debating about today, that you two are debating about today,
3: were they friends? Yes, I think they were friends. I don't think I would call them best friends um, because I know, uh, like, Tolkien was pretty disappointed that uh, C.S. Lewis didn't convert all the way to Catholicism. Um, he was I think he was happy that he, you know, became a Christian uh, because I think Tolkien played a pretty big part in his conversion. Although I don't know as much about Lewis as uh, David does, so this is very embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, Like, I think that they were friends, but I don't think that they had like the, you know, they weren't like besties.
2: David? I don't think any Oxford don really has a bestie per se. Uh, (laughs) See, I was right. (laughs) (laughs) But they certainly were close. And uh, Tolkien sort of took their relationship to a deeper level when he offered him a manuscript to read uh, and to offer his thoughts. And Lewis sent him back a very short note saying, I spent all night reading it. It was wonderful. I haven't enjoyed anything like this in years. More details to follow. And then a little bit later, he then sent him uh, a letter, I think something like 17 pages front and back, also where he would rewritten various portions <laughs> of the poem that Tolkien had sent him. So they definitely had a friendship, but sometimes didn't always mean that they didn't criticize each other. Uh, As Caitlin said, I think Tolkien was always a little disappointed that Lewis never converted to Catholicism, and he brought his son, who was a priest, to Lewis near the end of his life. But the two also remained close and very faithful to one another. And when we interviewed Douglas Gresham, who was C.S. Lewis's stepson on our show, uh, he said that when he was visiting Lewis in hospital once, he bumped into Tolkien, and he said, "If ever you need a place to stay, you always have us."
0: Aw, that's cute. <laughs> that is very cute. <laughs> okay, so that's a little bit about that. Then. And I, I, I did, I did have to laugh thinking about like, what is the modern day inklings? And I've heard, I've heard people talk about that, right? Uh, I think it, I, I'm going to argue that it's Catholic podcasters. It's like your friends. You can't be best friends with any of them because, like, you know. There's a little bit of competition there. It's like, oh, I could have redone that segment a little better than you and you're like, well, I could have done the whole show better than you. you know so it's a little little, little bit of inklings uh, a percentage of it left in the Catholic podcasting world. Um, but he, what I want to do now is actually get into like the meat of the debate. So my first question to both of you, and we will go ladies first on this one, and maybe we'll we'll snake draft it here as we we go through. Uh, But I want you to argue on behalf of your guy. Why is your guy the best guy? Caitlin?
3: Okay. So um, I think that Tolkien is the best because uh, not only did he create an entire world that his stories are set in, he started out by creating a language and... um, Like, everything flows from the languages that he invented. And um, the whole idea that he, you know, he's like, I'm going to create a language. I think that's extremely cool. Uh, He should get points for that. And then not only that, is that all of the names within his stories, they have so much meaning um, based off of the languages. Like, he doesn't doesn't take, I don't know, I don't want to drag Harry Potter into this, but I feel like... You get I mean, Harry if, Potter. If what
0: a debate. I could be team Rowling if you want.
3: I feel like it's like, oh, someone in Harry Potter, oh, they're named after a star or whatever. Oh, this is just a Latin word. But with Tolkien, I feel like there's so much depth down to like the very details, um, even the names, even like the trees have names. Everything is just so rich and deep. And he just wrote so much. It's so expansive. Um, and I also think we. A lot of people refer to him as the father of fantasy, like modern fantasy. I I don't know uh, what you guys think about that, but that's also pretty cool. Um, Hobbits are great.
0: <laughs> Quarter of the week. Hobbits I'm going to get great.
3: destroyed in a minute. I'm just trying to think of really great things. I just, th- I just feel like Tolkien is incredible because when you read The Lord of the Rings especially, it feels like you're in the real world, or it's a world that feels more real than the world that we're in. Like he created an entire secondary world. And when you look at our world through this kind of middle earth tinted lens, um, it, things make a lot of sense. And I think that's because he had the worldview and the philosophy that comes with being Catholic, because I feel like, uh, the Catholic faith is like the fullness of Christianity and it's the fullness of truth. And so because Tolkien was going off of Catholicism and um, everything he's learned, being raised Catholic, being raised in part by a priest, I just feel like he has um, just like a leg up over Lewis because everything just makes so much sense.
0: OK, OK. You're getting into the versus Lewis thing. Okay, we'll sorry. get there. Yeah. I promise we'll get there. I want to give David a chance to okay. say. Why why do you love Lewis? We'll get to the fighting, I promise.
2: Yeah, Caitlin began with saying why talking was best. It's like, oh, so we're going to throw down right away, are we? Uh, (laughs) So why is Lewis great? Uh, Firstly, he was super smart. He gained a triple first from Oxford in classics, philosophy, and English. And normally English would have taken three years. Lewis did it in one. He's that smart. He also cranked out so many books. Uh, Since he reached adulthood, probably about one a year. And uh, very often they came from conversations with people like Tolkien. They actually flipped a coin as to who was going to write a space travel story and who was going to write a time travel story. And Lewis (laughs) got the space travel story and produced the Ransom Trilogy, Out of the Silent Planet, Paralandra, and That Hideous Strength. And not only did he write so much, it was in every genre you can possibly imagine. It was essays, apologetics, sermons, fairy tales, science fiction, poetry. He wrote an autobiography. And alongside that, he had his professional work as a literary critic. Uh, He was also really funny. You find his humor found throughout his books. Uh, When he was a very young boy, I think he was five years old, he told his father that he had a prejudice against the French. And his father asked him why he had a prejudice. And this little five-year-old Lewis says, well, if I knew why, it wouldn't be a prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> and you find that stuff.
0: The, the 31-year-old me I, uh, very much connects with that five-year-old. Friends of the worst.
2: <laughs> and, and honestly, you find it throughout all of Lewis's work. Whatever he wrote, it was always incredibly readable and engaging. And he was also a wonderful man. He was extremely generous. From all of his books, he earned considerable wealth, but he gave away two-thirds of it anonymously through a fund that he set up through his friend, Owen Barfield. And I suppose to wrap things up, we've got to talk about his Christian faith and his conversion. And he has a wonderful conversion story, first to theism, belief in God, and then ultimately to Christianity. And you see all of the elements of the Christian life expressed in that journey, the rationality, Uh, as he started to reason out that there had to be a God, as well as engaging uh, myth and story, which was a large part of his conversion to Christianity. And that's why he could say wonderful things like, the mind is the organ of truth, but imagination is the organ of meaning. And lastly, as his role as evangelist and apologist, it is entirely proper that some people regard him as the greatest Christian apologist of the 20th century. And his impact on the church and culture just can't be calculated. I wonder how many people you could point to uh, to, for whom Lewis was an important part of their conversion. And my co-host, Andrew, actually wrote a book about this. It's called Mere Christians, and he takes 55 different people whose lives were dramatically changed from reading C.S. Lewis. And that includes people like Chuck Colson, Philip Yancey, Thomas Howard, Joseph Pierce, and many, many more.
0: So now we're going to get into the to the uh, arguing why your guy is better than specifically the other <laughs> guy, and and like I, just from my layman's perspective, I've already seen like oh like we have Tolkien who's like the father of fantasy, right? And I can even see like in my life, like I'm a huge fan of fantasy and all the people that came after that. Uh, you could you could see like conversion of heart it's uh screw tape letters is one of the most conversion of heart books that I've ever read. So I can see that books like both of these men have, have uh, influenced my life. Quite a bit, uh, but you know, I could already see a couple arguments. Like you know, David's trying to take take credit for all of these guys who have become Christian <laughs> that wouldn't have become Christian if Tolkien hadn't made Lewis Christian. So let's get into that stuff, Caitlin. Uh, oh, and then and then make sure that you guys are you know taking some mental notes because I'm going to let you rebut each other. I just like using that word. So, uh, <laughs> C- Caitlin, why is why is Tolkien better than Lewis?
3: Well, um, I might say that if Tolkien might not have influenced Lewis towards Christianity, we might not even have what we have now from C.S. Lewis. So you could say that Tolkien is better because without Tolkien, we couldn't have Lewis. So uh, that is definitely one uh, possibility. And (laughs) I just want to say I feel like David is much better at arguing than I am. And everything you say sounds very eloquent because of your English accent? Yes, your accent. See, I can't even think of the word. See, so I'm at like a total disadvantage here. And uh, But Tolkien is better, just objectively. So it's unfortunate for you that you're <laughs> here. <laughs> um, but really, I think it goes back to his, his Catholicism because I definitely see that uh, Lewis is responsible for a lot of conversions. I'm not responsible, Jesus is responsible but um, he has definitely played an important role. And I know he played an important role for me too because I was raised a Protestant Christian, but it didn't really mean anything to me until I did start reading like near Christianity and some of his stuff like that. I haven't read as much Lewis as you have, obviously, but um, I do feel like he's important, but I feel like Tolkien just takes everything to that next step. And I feel like he provides a more like complete... Picture for you. And he kind of like Lewis brought me closer to Jesus. And then Tolkien kind of took me from there and brought me like all the way to the Catholic Church, if that makes sense. Cool.
0: David, uh, it's time to unleash the beast. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh.
2: Well, my lords, ladies and gentlemen, uh, fauns, naiads, and centaurs, uh, why is Lewis better than Tolkien? Well, earlier I said that. Lewis was super smart. Not only did he gain his multiple degrees in record time, he also produced more scholarly work than Tolkien, and he was far more engaging as a lecturer than Tolkien. His lectures were notoriously poorly attended. And I spoke about how much Lewis wrote. Tolkien spent most of his life struggling through his magnum opus. Uh, And I spoke about the, the coin toss between Lewis and Tolkien and how Lewis produced the Space Trilogy out of that. Tolkien's story languished. It was called The Lost Road, and it was ultimately lost and abandoned. We actually do have the text, but that doesn't have the same uh, stinging retort. Uh, and
0: <laughs> I lied to get a point. <laughs> I'd lie to get a point.
2: <laughs> uh, and I would suggest that Tolkien's situation was actually much more favorable to his writing since he had a professorship, but Lewis was slaving away as a tutor. And uh, George Sayer actually noted that Tolkien was probably a bit jealous of Lewis with regards to his productivity. And Lewis himself said that Tolkien had the work rate of a coral insect. Some Tolkien fans might assert that, well, they'll admit that, yes, Lewis does have more books. Yes, he did write in more genres, but Tolkien is still the better writer. But this is incorrect. Let me explain why. For example, they might say that, Tolkien put more thought into his work. Well, I would actually argue if anyone's read The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, they'll know that Tolkien was definitely making things up as he went along. Uh, And he might have built his world in painstaking detail, but Lewis is more evocative. He allows the reader's imagination to come alive and fill in the details. Tolkien's books are also a bit of a bro-fest, and they're rather absent from many decent... Uh, female characters the the female dwarves and the male dwarves might be indistinguishable <laughs> because of their beards. are watching this on youtube
0: and seeing caitlin's eye rolls you're missing out
2: <laughs> please continue david. <laughs> well i'm just saying that the, the male and female dwarves might be indistinguishable because of their beards but it'd be nice to meet one and i think the ent wives were poorer the ents were poorer for not having their ent wives and in lewis we actually have wonderful female characters like lucy aravis and polly from narnia and we have orwell from till we have faces But I will admit that The Lord of the Rings is a masterpiece. And I'm going to do the same thing that Caitlin tried to do earlier. And I'll respond to her critique in a moment. But The Lord of the Rings is a masterpiece, but we have Lewis to thank for that. (laughs) Tolkien himself said that for a long time, he was my only audience. Only from him did I ever get the idea that my stuff could be more than a private hobby. But for his interest and unceasing eagerness for more, I should never have brought the Lord of the Rings to a conclusion. So I would like to submit that any argument from literary excellence is ultimately an argument in favor of Lewis, who both encouraged, (laughs) critiqued, and helped Tolkien get that work published.
0: All right, let's give Caitlin a chance to rebut other than just (laughs) eye rolls.
3: Well, so this is a little bit difficult because I haven't read as much Lewis as you have read Tolkien. Um, But... I would argue that the bit you said about like no women or or lacking in women um I would say that yes there's a lot of guys certainly um but I do feel like the women in Tolkien's works to me are more like powerful and meaningful maybe there's less of them but I do feel like they're they're up there um uh, I just totally forgot what I was about to say. It's
0: okay. okay your eye roll said all the things. Yes. Yes. Thank you.
3: Yes. You're very good at arguing. Um, I think a lot of what you've said is wrong, but you are <laughs> good at arguing about it. And I am not good at arguing, so I really don't see any way out of this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I see a way out of it with one final question. We could go on for for days and hours, and you could hear these two uh, gush about how much they love uh, Tolkien and Lewis on their podcast, Tea with Tolkien, and Pints with Jack. Uh, but I want to close today's time with one final thing, because you, like you, you have been uh, David. Uh, you've had Caitlin on the podcast. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all are friendly, so. Like, just we started the conversation with were Lewis and Tolkien friends? It's like, yeah, and also this. So, uh, to close out our debate, do you think that that super fans of Lewis like, and super fans of Tolkien, like yourselves, can be friends? We'll start with you. Well, David, we'll let you go first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gonna have to seriously resist the urge to. Uh, speak all of the other points that I had and rebut uh, but instead I'm going to, rather than rebut I'm going to turn the other cheek so you should appreciate that hey, I like that <laughs> I, I will admit that I've been a little naughty today in my assessment of Tolkien I don't actually think that Lewis would really approve uh, he actually says in The Four Loves that uh, we're generally more eager to praise and dispraise rather than describe and define, that we can't say somebody that two different artists are good without putting them in order. Uh, it's all about recognizing the strengths that each of them brought to one another. And Tolkien definitely has his strengths. And so, yes, I think we can be friends because the two men together became greater than the sum of their parts. Dr. Diana Aguilar wrote this wonderful book called Bandersnatch, and she unpacks how these two men helped and supported each other, how they were the heart of the Inklings, and about how together they became two of the most powerful literary voices in the 20th century. So we can be friends.
3: Right, <laughs> yes, I agree. I think um, I think every good friendship group has someone who's kind of more of a Tolkien and than someone who's more of a Lewis, and I think um, they really balance each other out very well, and I think that's part of why both of them were so successful, because they had each other to go off of, you know, to to read each other's works and to criticize each other. And it, they didn't have that kind of, like, fluffy friendship where you just say yes to everyone. They they had, like, a real strong friendship where you could say, hey, I think this is dumb. I don't like what you're doing here. Let, like, this is better um, in terms of writing. And I think that uh, their friendship is really powerful and something that we could totally emulate.
0: So I I think ultimately, I didn't even realize this coming in, but I think it is kind of funny that like the more religious someone is, the more combative they seem to be against other religions, right? Like, you know, like nominal Catholics aren't like, arguing against Judaism or other Christian, but like the super intense Baptist and the super intense Catholic, like those are the ones that are arguing over each other. So I'm just like, I think I can be a, a minimal fan of both gentlemen.
2: <laughs> and y'all are like super fans!
3: So,
0: Take that uh, weak
2: sauce out of here. Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, good. I, I didn't think I was going to be the the target today, and apparently it ended that way, like, like it should. So we could have done an, literally an entire hour on this, uh, but you guys do entire episodes on this we've talked about the podcast a couple of times how else could people get in touch with you whether they are a huge Tolkien fan or a Lewis fan they should check both out so uh, Caitlin how how else can they find you
3: so uh, everything I do is at my website com. or if you want to follow me on social media I am at twithtolkien on Twitter and Instagram Dave
2: and everything that I do is at pinesforjack.com we're also on Twitter Instagram uh, and uh, please, nobody send me horrible emails telling me that I hate Tolkien. I don't hate Tolkien. Much like Lewis wrote in his diary after he first met him, there's no harm in him. He only needs a smack or so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Was he writing about me somehow? Okay, uh, my, I, do, I do love... Like I think, honestly, my favorite part of this is that David is recording in a wardrobe, which is essentially conceding before we even started. So uh, to both of you, thank you guys for being here. I hope that, uh, that you two enjoyed it, and I hope that everybody listening enjoyed this fight. I will be right back. Do not go anywhere. We are closing in on a couple of milestones over on the YouTubes. We are about to hit 500 subscribers, which is halfway to our goal of hitting 1,000. It has grown so much this month. This is the biggest month of growth we have ever seen on our YouTube channel. We just hit 30,000 views across all of our videos. So, so, thank you for all of you guys that are subscribed already. If you are not subscribed yet, do it. YouTube.com For the Catholic. It's a free way to show your love and support. For the show, uh, and there's also great stuff there for you. We got full length episodes of this show where you can see us, not just hear us. Uh, we've got uh, flashback videos from old, old stuff, great stuff from the show, and even stuff from beyond just the podcast. We've got um, series where we're t- jumping into to Marvel, to pop culture, um, all sorts of great stuff over there at YouTube.com/slash Forte Catholic. Subscribe today. If you love me, three, two, and Juan Diego. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and I am rejoined by Olivia Eugene Harris. Uh, we need to find a star with Olivia Eugene Harris on it next. I'll, I'll have one made in your honor.
1: Use Nathan's money. You could yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> he could sponsor it.
0: So uh, we we started the show off with some. Uh, Mostly positive things from the internet, you know, like memes and funny and good quotes, funny quotes, and then that one bad daddy god thing. But uh, that was just a, a precursor for you know really dumb people on the internet, right? And uh, Forte Catholic's Facebook page, which you know is for people your age, uh, got a comment on it the other day, and it was like it was one of those things. I, I think a while back we got a comment like people just hating on me. Where it wasn't even like in regard to the post, right, like John and I talked about it a few months ago, like here was another one that like I, w- I didn't feel personally attacked by this one at all because it was so stupid that it doesn't make any sense at all. But again, it was just like posted on a on something that had nothing to do with. It. like it was just like a random episode a couple of weeks ago where it's like, here's the episode, here's our three topics, here's who was on it. you know, listen listen on podcast or YouTube, and they were this is what they wrote. It's very long. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, but <laughs> this was the, the comment. We, we weren't talking about the end times. We weren't talking. It was just like, this is where they felt was appropriate to 100% change my mind and prepare me for the rapture. You ready for this? I'm ready. Soon, millions of people, including children, okay, will disappear off this earth in the rapture of the church. Those left behind will be glad they weren't taken and will believe it was a mass alien abduction. Now I already have many pushbacks. Um, <laughs> I mean, and I, I, I am. I can scroll. This is like three pages uh, that this guy wrote. Well, didn't Is this write. a real follower, or is this just some rando? No, just... some rando that probably uh, oh, that geez. probably searched. It probably had hashtag Catholic on it or something. And his oh, life geez. goal is to convert Catholics to you know prepare us for the rapture. And, well, uh, it
1: fe- it sounds like it worked.
0: Oh, <laughs> it sounds like this I, is a solid plan. Next, I mean, I we you know you you are notorious for giving away the end of segments, like you know going to where I'm supposed to be leading to, and you got it right this time. You know, he converted me. I think this is all real. <laughs> um, those left behind will be glad they weren't taken and will believe it was a mass alien abduction. Like, I mean, what a leap from where like earlier this year they were like. Hey, UFOs, meaning unidentified flying objects, like, they, they are real. Like, it wasn't even, yeah. like, a confirmation of, like, aliens are real. It was just, like, we, as in, like, the American government, have seen things that even we can't explain with our high-tech stuff. We're not saying—they they were even asked, like, was it aliens? And they were like, we don't know. Like, w- w- we don't know. And and then all of a sudden, like, millions of people are going to be gone, and all of creation is just going to be like, yep, it was aliens. Like, <laughs> it's so <laughs> crazy to me. <laughs> that
1: Area 51 thing was real. Right, and we all
0: just agree now because, you know, humanity is known for <laughs> all agreeing on stuff, for sure. This is
1: how we're going to unite, Taylor. This yeah. is how we're going to come back together as a people. You must
0: have You must have written this comment because he actually gets into that here pretty soon. No then a, a world leader will appear out of nowhere and he will be loved and accepted by the whole world yeah because that's gonna happen because world leaders are so beloved like every time we have somebody who's like relatively decent half of america votes for them and you know who agrees with america national or uh you know Universally, no one. We don't no have one. friends. Like no one likes us. <laughs> it's so true, and, and, and so everybody is now going to agree. Every you know, millions of people disappear, and all of a sudden, people are like, "It was all aliens, and we all love you know John F. Kennedy's great grandson or something." Like it doesn't make any <laughs> sense at all.
1: I have to say that that part is probably the more unbelievable part than the aliens. <laughs> right, like 100%. the aliens. Okay, maybe that that might work, but this part about we're all going to unify. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say no. I,
0: I, I ironically <laughs> enough, we t- we talk about you and I disagreeing a lot. I agree. I think it's easier for all of humanity to agree that all aliens are real than to like one human being. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> He will confirm a seven-year peace treaty in the Middle East, and yeah, because they've only been fighting for thousands of years, and they're just going to agree to stop fighting. Because what was his name? Dubai Doug is now the leader of the free world. <laughs> he can make it rain. Oh, what <laughs> right.
1: if Dubai Doug is the leader, and we do agree because he can change the weather? Now that might be a good point.
0: <laughs> he just makes like the Gaza Strip rain all the time, so they can't fight <laughs> We're like, anymore. Like we should yeah. follow that yeah. guy. <laughs> Um, they're gonna rebuild uh, the temple Alex- in Jerusalem and bring a false peace to the world. The destruction that follows will be blamed on global warming, but it will be in fact God's judgment upon the earth for rejecting Him and His plan of salvation through Jesus Christ. Now, this guy is like a firm believer in Jesus. Like he, like the guy writing this, believes in the rapture. And you want, you want to know. How I know that this guy's faith needs a little work. I mean, mine does too. If anybody listens to this show, you know that my faith needs work. You know what this guy is saying, though? That, like, the ultimate power that, like, we, we've all heard. Like, there are things in our Bible that talk about the end times. Most importantly, that none of us know the time or the hour or how it's going to happen. But, you know, this guy seems to skip over those parts Divine of the Bible. Doug does. Right. <laughs> but the, the, the crazy thing is that this guy doesn't even believe in the power of God. He says that like all of the fire and the raining down of the earth, the unleashing of the angels in Revelation, all that's going to be so weak that it's going to all amount up to global warming. Like, oh, the the <laughs> world is getting point zero zero one degrees hotter every year, and people—that's like, not the end times. Like, I actually believe more in the end times badness than this guy does. <laughs> He's all over the so place. I- you should go on his page
1: and write what you think.
0: Yeah, I'll send <laughs> about him this podcast. I'm sure he'll listen. <laughs> he'll listen as well as I'm listening to him, yeah. or as much. as I, I mean, I, do, I apologize. So. He changed my mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> he says you you wow. think you're going into the peaceful millennium, but you're actually going into the judgment of the great tribulation. From that point on, your only hope is to listen to the two witnesses in Jerusalem. They speak the truth, and. Before, like, I had to skip to the end here, because now that's the end of his, like, message. And then he uses, like, scriptural proof for everything that he said. And I want to go through some of those. Most importantly, this end line here, where he says, From that point on, your only hope is to listen to the two witnesses in Jerusalem. They speak the truth, all capitalized. And if I go down to the two witnesses it's from Revelation 11... And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. Sackcloth. I—I think this guy thinks he's one of those two people. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like. I- Me, as a prideful person, looks at this guy and be like, man, that is, I mean, that mad props on the amount of pride that it thinks to, like, that." I'm not the antichrist, I'm not the savior, but I am one of the two people who actually knows what's going to (laughs) happen.
1: I'm a sackcloth guy.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Unbelievable.
1: That's pretty, that's pretty crazy. I think you, I think that's your new merch. I think you should have, like... (laughs) a shirt that says sackcloth (laughs) just wear it well i don't
0: have to because i think we've made the joke on the show on on the show before but like i'm always wearing a hair shirt (laughs) so you do love locusts that's that's why my uh i'm more of a honey guy (laughs) but yeah i mean oh my gosh my life is suffering okay um this you guy, I mean, Second 2 Thessalonians 2.11, this is the proof that aliens exist, I guess. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, and they shall believe a lie. Like, how is that? How is that aliens?
1: <laughs> Could that be sense. the Kardashians? No,
0: I'm just kidding. I think it's... And like, The amount of things, if I was to list things things that are like strong delusions and lies that people believe, do you know how far down the list, like aliens (laughs) aliens being part of the rapture would be? (laughs) Right, right. There'd be about 7,000 things
1: before that, that we'd be like, that's going to be on the list, but we'll go ask the sackcloth guy. because he knows it's unbelievable (laughs) so is it will smith who wrote this
0: uh, i don't know
1: (laughs) who believes in aliens
0: i I think will (laughs) smith is much more uh, not that i
1: don't believe in aliens i don't really know i don't really care but i'm just saying like this is this is hilarious i hope you copy and paste this and have this at like embroidered oh you know what i'm gonna do (laughs) i'm
0: gonna go post it on a bunch of other catholic podcasts random comments (laughs) for no reason (laughs) (laughs) i've been changed brother I've seen the light. Now you must
1: too. Uh, I think this should be painted on a canvas and put over your fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> this whole comment.
0: Oh, man. man. Yeah, this this, this, this is the response to my entire body of work over the last decade <laughs> working for the church. This is, this is the response well, that I deserve.
1: At least you got one of the sackcloth guys to notice I'm, you.
0: I, I mean, for real. That's maybe I'm the deal. other one. If I'm convinced to change <laughs> my mind, maybe I'm the second guy. If
1: you're going to package in the mail and you open it you're like what is this (laughs) like it's my sackcloth from Dubai Doug (laughs) so we solved a lot on this episode I
0: mean I think we've changed everything so uh, (laughs) ironically enough uh you know when it comes to the actual end time of what Catholic believe Catholics believe we can do a whole thing on that but I could tell you one thing it's not that you know like (laughs) uh, uh, I, uh, I uh I think it's safe to say that anyone who is firmly convinced that they know what's right. going to happen and when it's going to happen, that's the only thing that I can say 100% is wrong. I took a a class in undergrad called apocalyptic literature, like all about. The apocalypse, which means like end Seriously?
1: times. Seriously? Yeah. That's great. I love that. It was so that's cool. cool.
0: So that's super cool. We we looked at like we started with like there's a lot of stuff in the Bible, in the Old Testament, talking yeah. about the end times. There's a lot of stuff. Revelation. There's a lot of like Jesus talks about, you know, prepare yourself for the end times. Like that's all true, right? Like, we all need to right. be consistently growing in holiness in a state of of holiness, so that either when we die or Jesus returns, we're ready for that. Like that's. The church is teaching on you know like the end times in, in in a nutshell right
3: right right um
0: but the like the reason so we, we went through all the old testament we went to the new testament and then we started looking at like things that weren't scripture like other other um like mesopotamia and babylon like other uh groups of people that that also taught about the end times and this i i was in college at the time of like the mayan thing ending, like the Mayan calendar oh, ending.
1: right. That comes up every now and then when they're like, hey, tomorrow's when Nicodemus
0: said the world was going to die. Right. I'm like, oh, exactly. that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I think the yeah. Mayan thing was like 2012, I think, I think, something like that. And then there was another one like in I 2010 or right. 11 where it was like- you know, he
1: had something. Yeah.
0: Another person absolutely convinced because of the Bible. They did like math based on, you know, all this stuff. And it was just like, <laughs> right. and every time, like, it was so funny. The only constant in people like this that believed 100% that they knew it was going on is that like they said, here's the date, May 14th, 1994. And then it didn't happen. And then 10 years later, I mean, all these, literally all these people, 10 years later, oh, we had our math wrong. It's actually May 19th of 2004 five or whatever you know and then they're wrong again and then they do it one more time and then they fade into fade into like out of existence right Um, right 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 and like yeah so like the only constant in all of history christian history, history catholic history babylonian history is that if you say that you know when where why how you're wrong. Like that's the only <laughs> constant. <conscience. laughs>
1: Red flag. Right. <laughs> Although now I kind of want a calendar of all the the ones that you're talking about. Like what's coming up? You know right, what I mean? Yeah. So we're prepared. Just, we're like, I mean, oh, we this might is the not Hitler believe day. it, but it
0: wouldn't be bad <laughs> to go to confession the day before. It's not. A, it's not a terrible <laughs> thing. Like, we're
1: just saying. <laughs> I mean, might as well eat like your favorite meal. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the night before. I'm I'm the worried Mayans. about
0: going to confession, and you're worried about your <laughs> last meal. <laughs>
1: Amazing. I mean, actually, that's kind of funny. You would think it'd be the opposite or the same. <laughs> yeah.
0: But why can't we go to confession and have our last Now meal? <laughs> we're talking. And again, we end the day by agreeing. It's amazing. I've got to get out of here before we start disagreeing. Live. <laughs> this was actually a pleasant experience. And I haven't said that about any of our episodes in the last <laughs> year. You've been to Universal more times than I've enjoyed your presence. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
1: Maybe this is the sign of the end times. <laughs> now
0: everybody's freaking out. It all ends tomorrow, guys. That's what's confirmed. All right. Well, that's it for us. I am out. I'll be back next week. Say it. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, once again, you know, keep live in your prayers. That's one thing I'm remembering to say. None of this is written down, so it's just off the top of my dome. Uh, and I could put a lot of things on the top of my dome because there's no hair there. Uh, you know, go follow Caitlin. Go follow uh, Pines with Jack. T with Tolkien. What a great episode we had today. If you liked it, make sure that you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel, uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, leave a review. If you're watching on YouTube, comment your favorite part or a question that you want us to tackle on our next couple of episodes. Uh, I think that's it. I'm out of things on top of my head. (laughs) So sad. It's a bald joke. All right. I'll be back next week. Bye.